and you know they played all different. Uh, they played all yeah, and all the kids, my Yanko Klein, my all my friends. I went into his Torah. I didn't understand one word. I just liked looking at him. He was such a gedalim. And then he came to my house one Shabbos, and we were. Well, he came for a Shabbos to my house, and um, there was a yid by the name of Rabbi Moshe Groenemann, who was a Breslau Chosa that was very, very sick. You ever heard the name Moshe Groenemann? He was in the hospital, and he walked. He was not a well person, Rabbi Dalia. And he walked from 43rd Street and 16th Avenue to my mommy's. It was a Mahalach. He went halfway at Shabbos afternoon, and he remembered that he forgot to say thank you to my mother. He realized he's not coming back. So he walked back to say thank you, and then went back to, this is a, one of the stories, my mother says this story all the time. He was, a, so anyway, so I, but I had a Mardigah Mashiach at him. I didn't understand anything. I used to ask, when he came to my house for Shabbos, I remember, I would ask him questions. I even remember one of the questions I asked him was like, you know, baby questions, but he, the way he answered me was like, I asked him the biggest question in the world. He was loving, very, very loving. And I felt a very connection. Anyway, when he passed away, Rabluza came the first time, I was like, okay, because my father was crying. After Rabudai passed away, my father was saying, now I don't have anybody, I had a Rebbe, I don't have anybody. And I was stupid, I should have used him out. And it went into my head, words that my father said, that I was stupid, I should have used him out. So I said, um, I said, uh, let me... I'm going to use it. I'm not going to be like my father. I'm not going to do that stupidity. Believe me. First, I'll tell you, fast forward, I was stupider than my father. My father got a lot more from Rebbe than I got from Rebbe But I did have a cash on him. He was my Rebbe, for sure. He was my Masada Kedushin. And um, I have a lot of stories with him. I have a lot of... I was a big... I am a big chutzpinyak. And I had... Which, in a way, works because I was able to challenge. I challenged him a lot. We would have uh, a lot of debates and a lot of arguments. He was always right, but I pretended that I didn't wasn't macabre, or I really thought I wasn't macabre. Now I'm starting to see what a fool I was. But uh, it was a very special person. It was a special human being. Before Brasil Vachazet, he was. He was about midas. His midas were like. Everything, he was so meyushvdig. He didn't, I don't think I ever saw, I saw him many, many times. Buddy, you've seen Rebluza many times. Did you ever see him not, even I've seen him angry also, but with Yishevadas. I never saw him, he, he, I never ever saw him not say something just like that. He, he watched his words, he counted his words. Um... I had many stories. I had one story with him when I was 17 years old. So then I, I came to, 16 years old, I went to Brazil Yeshiva, I went to Tzvah. I didn't have family, so I went to Tzvah for Shabbos. That was all I knew. Nachal Naveya, you know, that was my, you know, as growing up, that's all I knew. I went to Tzvah for Shabbos, and uh, I went to, I went to Rabluza. I used to go to him, and I would go, you know, I would stay there for Shabbos, and Sunday, before I went back to Yeshiva, I went, we had an off Shabbos, it didn't have to be back till Sunday night. I would stay in the morning, we would, oh, much of Shabbos, we'd go to his house, we'd fabring his mirrors, and he would talk, but I didn't get the opportunity. Sunday was the time where the Bachram went to talk to him, and I waited online, I went to talk to him, and like after 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever the time was, 
Rebbe. He would say all the time, Zoldebish to Helfen, and you knew that's closure. That's when, when Zoldebish to Helfen was the thing. So that was like the goodbye, okay? And everybody w- walked out. I remember with Shabbos Hanukkah was like the third or fourth time that I, or second or third, I don't remember how many times, but I was there multiple times. And after five, ten minutes, he's telling me he's old Abish Delvin. And I said, I'm not finished. I didn't finish yet. And I started crying. I said to him, my father told me that your father would sit with him for hours and listen to his problems and talk to him. And you, every time I come, I feel you're rejecting me. You're pushing me away. So, and I said, I don't want to hear the words old Abish And I said, like, you know. Yeah, I was crying. I said to him, I came because I want to, I want, I want to, I have problems. I want to talk to you, my problems. So he apologized. He told me that really, really, I should, he made me wait. He said he had to put on film and it was Shkia. He put on three pairs of, he put on another pair of film. He put on Shemusha Rabba. So he said, I have to put on film, but I'll, after I put on film, I'm going to, wait for me. From that, I was 17 years old, and I, he died five years ago, so I was 49, so from 17 to 49. How many years is that? 32 years. I went to, I don't know, a lot of times. I don't know, over 100 times since then. I don't think he ever closed. The, I had to be the one to close. He, whenever I sat with him, he never closed the conversation. He never said the words, Zoldavish Dalvin. That's a godless of a person. That's a god that he remembered my trauma, my thing. He accepted it from a 17-year-old pisher. You understand? And he's running a community, building a community, and I come in like I'm the only thing that's on the world on his mind, and he's, he's got to give me the time. That was one like story that really, really stood out with me about his godless of of, of Midas. I many, many times asked him advice and and i spoke to him about um i spoke to him about many different things and i never i was always trying to get the a here i would always try to get the ebgb answer you know the ebgb answer you know ebgb means you wanna you know the guy with the telephone and himmel that's gonna tell you the, and he never ever he, by the way his derech and i think anybody who knew him with me for sure it was like that he never told me what to do i would ask him a question he never said, do this or do this. He always left you space to make choice, to have free choice. And he would say, he would talk out the tzadim, he would tell you the thing, and you were able to tell from the way he was talking out the tzadim, this is what I think. I asked him about naming my kids, what name, this name, that. He never told me this is what. When I told him, this is what I want, he would tell me, okay, it's good, or you should be mice of a name. He didn't, he didn't tell me ever do this or this. I had a, a money story with him once that um, was the last year that Beryl Kremer was running uh, Oman. And it, all the years Rabbi Meir was behind him. And the money was coming pretty much from Rabbi Meir from, uh, I forgot the guy's name, who was the guy then? Right, Mermelstein was, was running it then. And he got the money from there, but it was last year that he was, at the end he resigned or whatever, they kicked him out, whatever happened. And it was Erev Rosh Hashanah, week two, uh, no, sorry, it was like three weeks before Rosh Hashanah. It was right after he got his transplant. And I don't think he even went, oh no, he ended he up going, he did go, he did go. And anyway, so three weeks before Rabluza, I got a call from Uzi, then at the time was the thing, I got a call. 
Rabbi is asking you to come down. Come down. He said, Vusad Zamed the Rebbe I said, what do you mean? He said, we need $300,000. And um, otherwise, they're not going to put on the lights. There's not going to be electricity. And we don't have anything. So I said to Rabbi okay. <laughs> like, what do you want from me? <laughs> he says, we have to be nice about all. We have to. It's the Rebbe's Rosh Hashanah. That's one thing I can be made every Rosh Hashanah, no matter who was running it. He was diagnosing about Rosh Hashanah always, always about what's going to be about Oman Rosh Hashanah. He was always involved and running. Anyway, it's with my wife. So anyway, I came home. I told him my wife. I don't know. Rebluza called me. I got to help him, and uh, I don't know what to do. At the time. I had just refinanced my house to be able to do construction in my house. And I had a few hundred thousand dollars to be able wow. to, that I got from the mortgage, but it was all designated to refinance, refinancing my house. So my wife said to me, so what's the question? A loser needs the money. You got to give him the money. I said, huh? <laughs> we, we, we're building a house. The Rebbe's Rosh Hashanah, you're not going to give the... So I went back to Rabuza. I went back to Rabuza, and he said, so he said to me, so I told him, listen, this is, he says, give it, I take Achrayis. I take responsibility. Yeah. Afterwards, he, Beryl was in a really hard situation, and it was getting difficult to get the money out, and pinked, you know, when you're crazy, I got a stop order a week, or either a week before, a week, my wife will remember exactly, I got a stop order to do the work. I wasn't, and it took six months to take off the stop order. So for six months, I was running after the money, trying to get the money. And it came six months later when I was ready to do it, and he, was, he wasn't able. Rebluz ended up paying. Yeah. yeah. Rebluz ended up Now, I don't know what he did with Bell, but he was going through a very hard time, but every penny, every penny, I had another money story with him. And a different thing of Arvis that so I signed Arvis, and he back then I was it was I couldn't handle it anymore, and I remember it was Arvis this and somehow I ended up a noman. Rebluza was also a noman. Rebluza told me about the Rebbe Sin. I take I take responsibility, and he took the whole. It was I, I had done most of the payments, but there was still whatever was left over. He took over. So he was, those were the Gashmi's the good thing. But I think you learn more from, the only, the, I'll tell you something, the only story I ever had with him that he told me something that I felt was like what I always wanted, like the only time he told me was 9-11. 9-11, you, oh, you were on the flight. You were with me on the flight. 9-11, we was, uh, was anybody, did anybody go to Oman on 9-11? Okay, so 9-11, we got to Oman like three, four hours before, before Mamish before Yonder, and I went into a blusa, and my father passed away four, four, five weeks before, the Chayov. My father passed away. I get there, and Rabluza, the Simcha that he had, I, he was Mamish, the Simcha that I came, that we made it, and he made it through. I was davening for you. He tells me I was davening for you, and he takes me to the window. Crazy story. I'm telling you a story that happened and he says, and he looks out of the window and he says, you know why, in Yiddish he tells me, you know why you had such a tilt to Lakosha? 
so that your father should be here. Then Tata is due. Your father is here. That was the only time ever that he said something, and I looked at him. Okay, like you, he never. It's I was out. Of, he never spoke like that. It wasn't his way of speaking. Your father's here. The tilt of the kosher that you went through was that your father should be here. That's what he. That, 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 that those were his words. But uh, yeah, then I had um, you know I used to come to Jack Klein, and he saw me coming. He would say, "Oh, you know, Nachman, don't do this. You, when you come, the Rav doesn't go to sleep." And we would sp- spend nights, mamish full nights, from from whenever I came till the seeking. I had a few times that I went, and Tzfas, I had it a few times also, I would spend full, full nights. And he gave me a lot of patch. Let me tell you something. He didn't just, he was not, he was right before he got his lung transplant, a week before his lung transplant, I got a call from uh, Uzi. The Rav wants you and your wife to come down. Okay, he come down, and he was really, really, really sick. Well, he was summoned. I was summoned. A few times I got the summon. Yeah, I got summoned. So I came with uh, with my wife. He was very sick. He was so, so sick. He would have coughing attacks that were... Mamish, you felt like his neshama was coming out. I, do you remember what he was going through? I mean, the, his amuna was uh, that. If you want to talk about his betachen and his amuna, he told me, sick with an oxygen mask, mamish. And this this time he was so he couldn't. He started having a coughing attack. He couldn't stop. And then he says, ich of the gleich event. He was going crazy. I'm I'm crawling on the on the straight walls. I'm crawling. I don't know what to do with myself. He went through very 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 challenging time. I actually, anyway, so he said, he gives, he, and as he's there, he's talking to us, and he's giving us to, to you know, Musa, but not do his way of giving Musa. It was very loving, very, very loving, but very to the point. He didn't, he got to his point, and he told me a few things, and my wife a few things, and um, when we walked out, we felt that was his tzavotos. That that was it. This is the last time. I thought for sure this is the last time I'm seeing him. And that Shabbos, that was Sunday night, that Shabbos. He was mamish. Anybody who saw it, he was mamish al-safa mavis. I'm not a doctor to be able to say it, but a person. What, he was an unimaginable pain, but always miyushiv. And he would have a coughing attack, and he would go right back to where he was, as if there not there could have been a five-minute coughing attack, and he went right back to where he was talking to you before, as if nothing happened. It's very interesting. The night that he passed away, so a friend of mine, I said, was involved. There was a whole thing that was happening. My friend, he was the last one to see him. Friend, I have a friend in Arizona. So I told him go speak to Rabluza. He went to Rabluza. He said he was very very schwach. But he was on point. They were dealing with a big, it was a big situation, a get and a whole crazy situation. He was completely on point. They left his house, and by the time they got back to Benebrak, they got the basura that he was nifter. So it was Mamish, the last, I think he was the last person that met him. But he said his Yishavadas, his son uh, Gedalia, his son Gedalia told me that when he passed away, 
So he, when he was when he, he started geysising, so he was pouring water on him. He started touching him, and it, the last words his father told him is, "Don't touch me. You're not allowed to touch me." He knew, like he was conscious, completely conscious. He was special, special, special person. He was an Isgabit. I'll tell you another thing. He was an Isgabit, the person, and he was completely. If you ever heard him say Torah, he never was mechadish. He only said, so I used to ask him many times, many times I asked him, and he told me, no, let's listen to what the Rebbe says. Listen to what the Rebbe says. Afterwards, Matzah Shabbos, the way it would work is Shalshudas, he would say over and he would say his niggin. You didn't have to really even hear his Torah. His niggin, the way he said the Torah, you win a Torah. Just, you didn't have to hear what, it didn't make a difference what he's saying. A person that should talk with such bittle, such bittle to the rabbi. Anyway, he was definitely, <laughs> I, I wasn't a Talmud, but he was definitely my rabbi. And he was, uh, he, he, he was definitely my rabbi. And he was, uh, another thing is, you see his but many, many times he told me, he told me, he told me once on, I forgot what the, the thing was, but he said, I damned for you. I, uh, I don't remember what tefillah, but I said I said a tefillah for you 30 times. Something like that, 30 times to say. I don't say for myself 30 times, but he said for, I'm saying he he had real, he was real. He was real. Everything about him was real. He wasn't, there was nothing, he was only looking for MS. You couldn't talk to him if you weren't talking to MS. You understand? He was just real and everything he told you he was always i listen i don't know if you see you get the the minute clips they're great i hear such depth now that i didn't hear then okay yeah it, it's the breast of the language and i thought okay you know and i remember him telling me you know, it, and then the famous story with your brother with the pajamas. Yeah. That's that's like a classic story. He was a while he was sick, so he stayed by 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 Nachman Luchter's house, and um, his daughter Ruchi at the time. He she he saw he was walking out to the bathroom or something. I'm, I don't know if I'm saying the story exactly. He said yeah, she was embarrassed to wear. She wouldn't come upstairs. She was embarrassed. He saw. And he, she was wearing a pajamas. She was embarrassed he to see him. Said, so he ran back. Says he called her back. He says, "Why?" He says, "Because I'm wearing pajamas." So he went back to his room and he put on pajamas. I walked out in pajamas. my pajamas. That's a godless of a person. That's a good be. This guy had enough on his head, and he was completely concerned with this. Ben Adam was bar none. Uh, he was he was he was he was in a different level. We just didn't understand it, and uh, but Baruch Hashem, we take the things that we got and we learn. Well, to me, Mr. Pshitas, when we're learning the Torah, to me, Mr. Pshitas, it was a big chacham, but his nahag, his was Kavod Hashem. To me, Mr. Pshitas, if there's someone that I saw this by, real to me, he was he was a very very special individual. He really cared about the Rebbe. He really loved the Rebbe, and he taught us how to be mevato ourselves to the Rebbe. So, take the things that we learned, give it over to the next generation. Tell everybody that there is there is a way we can be miyushiv. There is a way. He would tell me 
I remember I came to him with a, a problem. I was challenged once. Uh, once I was challenged many times. But I was challenged one time. I came to him with a, a problem. So he tells me, um, he, t- he gives me an you know what he thinks an eitzer, but then he tells me, as geshrigen sim did you scream? Yeah, I remember shrai shrai and you would think that a guy, he was like this Miyushiv, the good person, says, Gerasim the Feld and Shrai. Koyle, Koyles. Koyle. And then he showed me in the Kutumran many times. The Rebbe Zagdir. Oh, he was a bucking. I, I heard this, by the way. Who I'm trying to remember who I heard. I heard that at 16. He told me. He told me. He told me that when I was 13 years old, he says, Can't stand the toilet of a nomen. says, Ben Ephraim, Ben Mitzvah, or Givist, Torah, every name of every Torah, not the number of the Torah, every name of the Torah. And then he told me, He would say Torah, I, w- I witnessed this many times, and he would change it. Sometimes he would make uh, uh, even a mistake on the Lashon, Kemat, say it exactly, but he would sit there with his eyes closed in front of a Sefer, but he would say it, Balpeh. And he told me, he told me when it, this, he told me this, I, but I heard from others that was known, even as a bacha, he was learning Brasil Yeshiva, even as a bacha that he knew it was known. Lukutu Maran, he knew backwards and forwards. And everything that he said, he sourced in the in the Torahs. Either in, everything, anything that he said, he would show you. The Rebbe Zuktazoi, the Rebbe Zuktazoi, the Rebbe Zuktazoi. He was, yeah. Chaval al da'avda veloy mishtakhen. Come. And me that he told me I I wanted he was the male by Dubi, he was the male, and he reminded me. So I told him I want you to be the sandik, and there is a way to be sandik. The male could be the sandik also. So he says no no. So I said I have no one else to give it to. So he says you take it. He told he told me to take it. I took it. That was the first time I was sandik. Then I had anakul.